today's times, when even though we may be working from home, we find ourselves busier than ever. When can we fit in time for the gym? Is it open? What are the protocols? It's just so confusing. The easiest solution is to work out from home, but the cost of equipment can be so high. And how do you stay motivated? How would you like to have live, at-home, real-time interactive coaching from international award-winning coaches? You can have all of that in one app, the Knock Academy. The app is customizable for your schedule. Grab a workout in the morning before you start your day. How about a Pilates session at lunch? Strength training when you're finished your workday or start your weekends with core training or a rejuvenating yoga session after a busy week. Knock Academy is live. Your instructors can offer real-time feedback, motivation, and instruction, all from the privacy of your own home. Check out the Knock Academy. That's N-O-C-K Academy. Listeners of Start Talking get 20% off your first month. Just use the discount code WEAS when you sign up. The Knock Academy. It started on a better you today. want to make a difference you came to the right place you're listening to we as difference makers start talking and i'm your host gareth Knott. this podcast focuses on how to best make a difference to ourselves those we are surrounded by and ultimately the world each week i will share thoughts observations and tips alongside conversations with amazing guests thanks for listening and enjoy the journey please consider subscribing to the show, leaving a rating or a review. And also you can join the conversation on social media by following We As Start Talking on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And also check out our other We As podcasts and our merchandise line at www.weas.ca. All right, everybody, welcome to We As Difference Makers Start Talking. I am your host, Gareth, as always, and for this Saturday's episode of Weekend Wisdom, we're doing something a little bit different. So we have um, come up with an amazing idea, and I say we because I also have my, uh, for the next five Saturday episodes of the show, I have my co-host, Aaliyah, with me. Aaliyah is a previous guest on the show, an absolutely phenomenal guest on the show, and uh, Aaliyah came up with a great idea, and we just started talking and kind of spitballing around ideas uh, and around an amazing podcast series that we wanted to put together. So for the next five weeks, we will be delivering a five-part, 30-minute or so episode, and I'm actually going to hand over to Aaliyah, and she is going to talk about what this podcast series is all about. Hello, and Garrett, thank you so much for having me join you for this series. So to our listeners, we are going to be talking about ownership, equaling leadership. And the reason why we wanted to bring this powerhouse to you is because accountability is so important. Owning who you are, being self-aware, and having that knowledge of yourself 
allows you to execute the skills needed to be a leader in these trying times. And I say trying times because we are dealing with a pandemic across the globe. So no matter where you are listening to us, you're probably in a lockdown, just at a lockdown, potentially getting into a lockdown. And they bring it brings so much adversity and it brings so many challenges to the plate. And so hopefully this series can shed some light on what you can do to allow yourself to excel, but also be that leader without a title in your family, in your communities, and in your workplace. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't explain that. I definitely couldn't have explained it that well. So uh, that was good that I handed that over. Um, yeah, and I think as well, just just to, to to add a little bit to that, the um, the kind of ownership and being that kind of champion of of your life, and and for me, it's all about that that you know we hear this on all of our we are shows all the time. Be the pebble, so you know making that little ripple effect through the world starts with us and kind of owning you know, the difference that we can make kind of championing our own life and then letting that kind of ripple out and letting that just affect, you know, maybe a small circle of people, which affects another circle of people. And that's where that true ownership comes from. And that's obviously how we build leadership. That's the, the stepping stones of leadership and how that how that starts to, you know, you influence one or two people, you then influence a few more and it grows and it grows and it grows. So we're definitely going to be talking about that. That being said, when we talk about championing our lives and and using that as our platform, I think that links very well into what we wanted to kind of dial today's episode into. So that kind of gives you a little bit of an overview and we'll be obviously kind of coming back to that each and every time. But with the pandemic, with this, this, I'm just going to call it a struggle, whatever that struggle looks like for you. And it might be different for everybody because everyone's experiencing it in a different way. But those parts of life that are struggle and there might be parts of life that you're actually truly enjoying and bits of maybe... You know, I always think about being back at home more regularly and being able to be with my family. And this, I've heard this from a lot of people is there are benefits to it, but there also are lots of struggles of being in a pandemic and something that no one's lived it well. There might be a few people listening to if you're 102 um, and you're still listening to my podcast, you may have experienced a pandemic before, but most people haven't. So we're going to dig into owning your emotions and starting at the root of how we own our lives and how we champion our lives so that's what we're going to dig into a little bit today um yeah did you want to uh did you want to start off with uh your thoughts on that Aaliyah yeah I feel like you know everyone has a word to describe their emotions at times and you know I think the common word that we heard during the last lockdown here in Canada especially in Ontario where you and I are is um, grieving, grief. That was the word that a lot of people used to describe how they were feeling over being in lockdown. They were grieving over all the things they felt that they were missing out on. And if we fast forward to where we are currently, I don't feel like that necessarily might be the word. And I, I can at least say that for myself personally, I don't feel like it's grief anymore. I feel like I've accepted it. I've, I've, you know, I, I've gone through my process and grieving is a process. Um, but I feel like it's other words. And for me, I feel like it's been, um, I feel like the words frustration is coming into play because it's the second time anger, even at some points could be my word, but I do feel like there's other emotions that many of us might be dealing with this time around that maybe necessarily weren't what we were feeling the first time. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Um, so a couple of things, I think, 
first of all the that kind of grief the processing of something that was happening that nobody predicted really well i'm sure there were a few people but the everyday person maybe that kind of lives their life in their bubble probably wasn't expecting it no one really predicted it um apart from a, a few random conspiracy theory youtube videos but mainly there wasn't and i think that it just took it was such a such a big shock and a big impact to everybody that i agree that that was grief right it was suddenly like this was our world and it got taken away i definitely agree with the frustration thing because then what happened is we started to see this it was under control we all felt like you know although we spoke about having a, a you know a second wave and most people are think oh well it's under control we're going to slowly start to integrate back in society and we're going to get snippets of normality or, or a new normal of you know we're starting to build that new normal in our lives and then the frustration and the anger is because then suddenly, you know, especially for, as you already mentioned, you know, we're in, we're in Ontario and places like Toronto that just got shut back down. Like, you know, it was, it was, these are the cases and now everything's done and we're closed off. So everyone then had that kind of, well, we did everything you told us to do. We got things under control and now we're getting almost being punished again for it. Whereas before it wasn't a punishment. It was like, there's this virus, you need to stay at home. And everyone was like, okay, it sucks, but we're going to do it. Now it's like, we did everything you said. And now, that's where I think that and for me as well, the anger and the frustration and we already touched on this before we started recording and professionally, there's that frustration too, right? Because, you know, you work in a business that got closed down, you know, the fitness industry for us or, you know, many other businesses and the same thing is everything reopened. And if, you know, like myself were part of that reopening process is then it's like you did all this real hard work and then it kind of got, it was like a punch in the face for all the hard work you did. So that's where I think my anger personally came and that's, I definitely agree with you on that. I think, you know, in this process and over the last few months, there's also been people who have started to lose faith in the whole belief of COVID-19 and you have your anti-mask believers and you have, you know, this is all a government, you know, scam and they're trying to control us. And then you have, there's so many different opinions that are circulating. And, and then you have people who are just fed up and they're like, you know what? I'm not going to let this. My mental health is not worth this, um, you know, not congregating, not seeing my family, not seeing my friends. So there's a lot of controversy going on, even bet between potentially your circle, your communities, your city. Um, so there's many layers to what we're feeling that only adds to potentially frustration that people might be feeling on either end and anger people might be feeling on either end. Um, and I believe that I don't like the emotion of anger. I think it's important to acknowledge it. I, I'm a, I, I, I really am a believer in being, trying to find a positive light in things. Um, but what I wanted to and what I keep on doing myself that maybe you can speak to as well is that I find that whenever I hold on to the emotion of anger, that it turns the small stuff that might be going on into a really big stuff in my mind. And I feel that if I can kind of quiet <laughs> that anger and look at it and in a different light, it allows it to not become that big stuff to not cloud my judgment or cloud what it, the everyday benefit of what the situation can be providing me with, with as well. And I also believe that, you know, it's, it's important that even when you're feeling that anger, that you understand what is making you angry so that you know what you can control and what you can't control, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, and that I think it's right. I think when you said, you know, you mentioned initially frustration and anger. And for me, the way I kind of see that in my life, and I'm sure this resonates with a lot of people listening, is we get little bits of frustration. Like I said, it might be that frustration of having things taken away. It might be the frustration of, you know, like you said, working on kind of getting us into this new state of normal and then that being taken away. It might be your your mental health. It might be your inability to go and do the things you want to do, whatever it is. It's those little bits. And when we don't process that stuff, that's what for me gets to when I have a blow up that's anger and i don't know i don't know how to cope with the feeling initially and and then it kind of blows up right and then it's me you know raising my voice at home or it's me you know sending a you know a less than desirable email to somebody whatever it is so i think it's processing it step by step and not saying well i feel frustrated but maybe things will be back to normal in january i'm feeling frustrated maybe things will be maybe i'll get my old life back and for me that's not happening and i've accepted that and that's the only way i've redirected that feeling and being able to stem the the bouts of anger by dealing with those daily frustrations say hey this is frustrating it sucks i'd like some of those things back from my life pre-march but pre-march is not coming back in my opinion Mm -hmm. and it's then trying to figure out how do we navigate that and what can we do instead rather than just saying well i haven't got what i want and maybe i'll get it back in the future but I don't think that's a reality. I think it's, this is where we're at. You may not have that thing that you want. How are you going to redirect that frustration into something? How can you build your social circles? How can you make a bigger influence at work? How can you show up as a better leader? Whatever it is that you want to do is it's owning it and then redirecting it somewhere else. And that's when I have had bouts of anger, I've had to go back and look at it and say, I'm not dealing with those little frustrations day in, day out, and it's causing this. So I have to go back and reassess and reevaluate. You know, it's funny because sometimes I feel that if we surrender to the fact that sometimes life isn't fair, it really does allow ourselves to not throw a pity party for ourselves, but it actually encourages us to do the best we can with what we have. And I feel like that's what when you kind of just say, this is this is the situation I'm in. I don't know how long the situation is going to last. I'm not necessarily in control of what's happening with work, what the, my community around me is doing, you know, what closures I might be facing, and most of all this virus, but, and sometimes just saying, I'm not gonna be in control. I, I'm surrendering to the fact that this is not my ideal kind of can encourage us to allow us to move forward and get the most out of it and you know create the most from what we do have and i think that's i think that's something that people have done very well by saying that you know these are time this is time with my kids and i'll never get back or i've really enjoyed my home life re- recently i've adapted i've created a new normal for myself or people who are saying like you know what, i'm enjoying nature a lot more i never had the time to do that and now i'm finding new ways to really enjoy and get that balance that I never once had and enjoy that small moments. Um, So I think that's a pretty remarkable thing. I think that it's, it's really important that we, we recognize that this is the first time we're in a situation where this pandemic will impact us a year from now, it is going to impact us three months from now, it is going to potentially impact us two years from now, economically, you know, um, in our, in our social be our social behaviors. Um, you know, there's so many layers to how 
it is going to impact. I think we're going to have, you know, a COVID boom, you know, it was baby boom after the, (laughs) before now we're going to have a COVID boom. I have a feeling a bunch of babies are going to be born next year um, from everyone, you know, (laughs) being stuck at home, nothing else to do. Eh, None in in this house. (laughs) Not in mine either, but (laughs) Um, I will say that I do know many that will be there. So I feel like there's going to be a COVID generation for sure. So I just think that it's just surrendering is the key sometimes to allowing you to acknowledge how you feel, not dismiss it. Cause I feel like when we dismiss it is when it gets bottled up and we just, um, we end up having a breaking point and that's not going to be healthy for ourselves or whoever we're encountering in our day when we do hit that breaking point yeah and i think as well like you know we this is about owning your emotions and you know kind of being in it with those emotions that sounds like a relationship um it we you know let's be clear like full disclaimer like we're we're not you know medical professionals so you know talking about that is is it's hard to give you a strategy to deal with those emotions however when i think about ownership it's accepting like you said that it's there because i don't necessarily know you know and and i'm sure there's lots of people that think well i don't know how to own that emotion i don't know how to express that emotion that's fine what you have to do i think is accept that it's going to be there whatever it is try and navigate it try to figure out those triggers and those feelings and kind of how it affects you physically how it affects you mentally etc but then like you said is you have to you then got to accept it and you have to then take action so you might not be processing it in the perfect way. You may not have all the tools and maybe you do need to have therapy and, you know, and, and I'm a big advocate of that because it's it made a difference in my life and I'm sure it does for many people that are listening. If you need that professional direction, great. But sometimes it's just to say, like I do, to say, I have this emotion, I understand it. If I have to sit with it for a day or two, that's okay. But some big things that have made a difference for me is understanding that a lot of those emotions are, they could be based on what's just happened so in the past, which we have no influence over, they're very likely to do with things in the future that we have no influence. And if anything, 2020s to us is we have zero control over the future is you have to be present. And a big part of that is being great, great, having gratitude and being grateful for the things around you. Like you said, maybe that's time with your kids. Maybe that's re, you know, reconnecting with a hobby that you had. Maybe it's finding new ways that you didn't realize you could be, uh, you know, I'm doing bunny air quotes, socially connected. And doing those things so you can be in something that's kind of like that timeless, like that black hole effect. And and the reason I come to that is because for me, it's been time at home, family time. It's been time to spend with, you know, and spending with a very impressionable three-year-old to have that time and that interaction. But also the sitting with my thoughts and knowing that I had to do something I was passionate about. A big part of what I'm passionate about in my job is being able to have conversations and talk and present well, I lost that. So I only get to do it a little bit virtually. So it was a it was something I'd thought about as starting a podcast. So suddenly here we are recording an episode on my podcast that's evolved from May when I when I launched it. That's that's where I'm at. I'm able to kind of present to have a voice and a platform and have that kind of permission in life to share and continue to have that effect. So that's kind of, you know, and it's it's a bit, you know, it turned into a bit about me and my journey. But that's the advice I would give anyone listening is you have to accept it and then you've got to find ways to be present and enjoy life and enjoy a passion or whatever it is because that's what's going to get you 
to stay in that present moment and just accept that you're going to have very little influence over what's coming in the coming months. I think you hit on some very important facts and, and points. And I want to kind of rewind a little bit. And I want to really emphasize the point that you made. It's that you said, sounds like a relationship, that you're in a relationship with your emotions. And I'm, I'm sure everyone has heard, yourself included, our listeners included, that the most important relationship you can have is the one with yourself. And I truly believe that that doesn't mean that you're self-centered. That doesn't mean you're selfish, but you have to be able to fill your own cup before you can fill the cup of others. Otherwise, you're, tr you're pouring from an empty cup. And when you pour from an empty cup, no one wins. And I say that because when you recognize your emotions and you just, you know, even surrender to them or even identify them and say, I feel blank, whether it's sad, whether it's angry, whether it's frustration, whether it's still grief, you're entitled to feel that way. I think it's important to pinpoint what the emotion is. And then I think it's also really important to look at what triggered me to make me feel this way. Because a lot of times, like you said, it could be influenced by something that happened in our past that maybe we still need to have do some work and healing around to not allow it to impact our future self. Um, and then the other point of that is that by being able to look back and say, what triggered that for me? What is causing me to feel this way? You're able to navigate and know how to not let yourself be in this so-called slump of this emotion in the future because you can recognize the triggers before they happen. And when you're dealing with uncertainty, and if you're able to know what your triggers are when that uncertainty happens, then it makes ma managing life a lot easier because then it allows you to step into that leadership role and be able to pour from your cup to others' cups to allow them to feel better, whether that's to your kids, whether that's to your partner, whether it's to your friends, family members, because it's going to allow you to be able to know what you're feeling so that you can help them manage what they're feeling. Yes. Yes. So powerful. Yep. It's the shared, the shared experiences, right? And that's a lot of, you know, the, the podcast is, is titled start talking. So it's all about that, right? It's let's talk about this is what I experienced. This is what I experienced. This is what I'm feeling and just trying to navigate that and trying to navigate that with other people, not always on your own. It's so important. It's, it's very important because a lot of times people think they're in something by themselves or they're feeling it on their own. The minute you start using your voice, your voice is a very powerful tool. And the minute you have the courage and the vulnerability to say, hey, I'm struggling, you're able to share that relatability or even have the support you may need or the other person may need and be able to uplift one another. You know, the saying of this year, I feel like, is you're stronger together. And we truly are stronger together, but we need to be able to know how to show up to be able to be stronger together. And some people may struggle with, okay, so what does action look like? How do I figure out what my hobby is? How do I figure out what I should be doing? Why am I trying all these things and they're not working? Number one, I'm going to go back to the fact of if you're going to try something, 
you know, it's very rare that we can try something the first time and it works. So you have to be, you have to make it a habit. You have to put the effort in to want to see the change, which means it might mean doing a gratitude journal for a week before you start to really see the changes or the differences that it might make. It might be that you need to go for a walk every day for a few days or even a couple weeks before you start to see the change. It's not going to necessarily be a switch or an instant, but it has to be the decision to be able to say, I want this change. I'm going to put the effort in to, to try to do X, Y, Z to make me feel better. And I encourage sometimes trying multiple things because in life, sometimes something that worked for you in the past doesn't necessarily work for you the same way in a new situation. And you might even have to learn something new. For example, yourself, you've never done a podcast before. This is your first time. I think you're rocking it, but it's a new skill. And did you know what you were doing right at the beginning? Probably not. Have you learned a ton since May till now? Most definitely, ton, right? Ton might be pushing it, but I've definitely learned a few things. <laughs> I, I think you're not giving yourself enough credit, <laughs> but uh, or the I think the learning curve has been very high for it's sure. Been very steep, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, that's that's my advice to our to our listeners because that's what's going to allow you to be the leader you want to be. It's going to allow you to, you know, make the impact you're wanting to make on in in your life, in your loved one's lives, in your friend's lives, and in your career. Yep, yep. And it, you know, it just makes me think about, you know, and shameless plug again for, for my podcast. You're already People are already listening to it, though, so they already know what it is. But it's about difference-making starts with you, right? I talk about this on many, many shows, and, and a couple of really important things there is being able to show up and ask for help, even if you do it indirectly. Um, and that makes me think, so we're recording right now. And, but prior to this, we've had a conversation before we hit record and, you know, it was, uh, it was around what we were talking about, but just the ability to kind of vent a little bit and share and get someone else's knowledge. Right. So, so, you know, just by you earlier sharing a few things that your observations on my last couple of days is so impactful, but you know, and I didn't even need to tell him, so, oh, hi, I need to tell you about something. I had a bad day. Like, it wasn't even that. It's just, hey, how's your day been? What you been up to? And you just kind of, you know, and it's important that we can be relaxed enough and also find people that are relaxed enough to just start kind of shooting the shit and saying, hey, this is what's been going on and talking about whatever. And then suddenly you just, you start to share things and people see struggles in, in what's happening. And if you have good people around you you know it's our, our tagline at, at we as start talking that you surround yourself and when you surround yourself you just you're able to jump into those conversations with massive amounts of vulnerability and when you do that you you can share experiences and it starts to kind of you know that that i, I said this recently uh, when i was talking to uh, to carl the host of weird men is a problem shared as a problem halved and he'd never heard that expression before but was like my god it's genius so i took credit for it but it's so true that sometimes you just have to get it out there and share it and see it from someone else's perspective. So that's so, so important. And uh, it, it quite honestly, selfishly, this podcast, it's a lot about that, right? I just talk about, mm -hmm. Hey, this is something that's happened to me. It sounds like it's similar for you. And how did you deal with that? And, you know, I'm often writing questions in my guest episodes that are geared around what I want to know, what I want to learn about. Right. So, and learning leads me to the second point that is something you touched on, which is super important was, you spoke about how you need to fill your cup and how you need to do things for you. And I actually recorded, there's a weekend wisdom episode from a couple of weeks ago. And it's about, it might've even been last week. 
when you're listening to this it would have been two weeks ago though uh it's about it has to be about you and the episode was yes that sounds a very kind of egocentric but if you don't commit to your growth first how you serve and how you show up is is a watered down version so it was about that like my true belief is that in life like my kind of my goal my purpose whatever it is is to a number one grow and b to serve with that growth Mm -hmm. so whether that's through a podcast whether that's through the world of fitness whatever it is but i found times in my career and this will resonate with people for sure where i did way too much serving and not enough growing and then the the serving the the impact that i had through service whatever that looks like got that people were getting a watered down version and i think that's all about filling your cup like it's the same thing you have to fill your cup because then what you give out to the world and whatever that looks like whether that's professionally as a leader whether that's just a leader you know without a title in in life in your community is people are getting a watered down version if you're not constantly you know i guess a gas tank is a great analogy right you you, you can go hard and fast in your car for a certain amount and then it's going to start to just die off and slow down and that's kind of where our energy also happens right so you need to take that time for yourself so whether that's you know growing through learning reading a book whatever it is or it's just you know taking time for yourself and you know focusing on your sleep and focusing on your well-being to be able to show up better in life so i think the the message is take time for you to a sit in your emotions and b grow whatever that looks like i think that there's a couple points that are important and that we haven't touched upon yet that kind of can be that we can piggyback to what you just said. And the first one being is that when we're dealing with so much emotions, so many emotions, sorry, and we're dealing with so so much uncertainty in the world, our stress is going to be at an elevated uh, level than we're typically used to. And when our body is operating on that fight or flight, we're not functioning at our our optimal best. And it's just a matter of reality. And one of the ways to actually minimize stress is to, you know, schedule you time and, you know, really making sure like I'm scheduling me time. This is even if it's half an hour, 45 minutes, because otherwise you're not allowing yourself the opportunity to have that growth or to have that break to, fill up your cup to give yourself that energy boost that you might need to show up for the next thing you need to do. So I think that part is really important. The other part that I wanted to talk about is that when you're extremely stressed, sleep can be impacted quite a bit. And when we're not getting enough quality sleep, then we're also not functioning at the best levels and our emotions are actually heightened. And we are, um, our emotions are, can be very high um, sensitivity, anger, frustration, whatever it might be, our, our hunger and our appetite is going to be, um, also higher. And then that's just going to make us feel more lethargic based on our habits. So it's a whole cycle. So without you creating the time to schedule time for you and take care of yourself, you're actually going to, and if you think that's being selfish, the impact of not doing it is actually creating a vicious cycle for yourself where you're feeling like there's not enough hours in the day. You're not getting anything accomplished. You're not being able to make the impact that you want to make or serve the way you want to. So it's really important sometimes that you schedule that me time so you can serve and deliver the way that you want to. And the last point 
to add to that, that you mentioned before I forget is I want to talk about the importance of boundaries because right now more than ever, if there is, you know, it's really important to surround yourself with people that are going to bring you up and be your cheerleaders and uplift you or just be a great ear or someone that you know that you can be vulnerable with and um, there is no judgment and there's only growth that can happen from it or greatness can come from ideas that are spoken together or shared stories. But then if there are people that you feel are not serving you right now to allow you to to be in the state that you need to, or if there are people where you're not in the emotional state where you feel like you can be there for them, it's okay to set boundaries and choose to maybe answer that call another day, or maybe take a minute, close my laptop and email back the next day or whatever that might be, or not do a Zoom call that you might feel pressure to do if you're not feeling like you're up for it because you have to protect your energy and your energy right now is so important and being in touch with your emotions allows you to align yourself with the energy that you're feeling to know what you need in order to be that person that you want to be and show up as yeah so true and i think i think a big thing for me and you know listeners will hear this in in frequently in episodes there is sometimes we struggle with the permission to do that so i just want to say that both me and alia give you permission to distance yourself from any person or situation that doesn't serve you right now and do what you need to do because we're all struggling and we have to like you said protect us and our energy so we give you permission to do that so you can do it um a couple of things i think to um that I wanted to kind of wrap up on and then I'll hand it back to you is I'm a, I'm a big fan of, uh, I'm a big fan of action taking and homework uh, on these shows, especially the weekend wisdom shows. And it's kind of been a theme through this podcast. So a couple of things that I really think are important. So things that I think you should be doing as a listener to this podcast, if you want to take actions and you want to own your emotions better, here's a few things to start. And it isn't about owning your emotions so much, but it's about the things we touched on today. So number one is, you need to find some time in your day to do something that's important to you um, or something that is going to help you through your day. Whatever it is that helps you manage your energy, your stress, your, uh, you know, and for me, it's a lot about schedule. So find some time, find a little bit of a window where you can have some peace and quiet, whether it's going for a walk, whether it's doing a workout, whether it's reading, whatever it is where it's quiet, uninterrupted, and it's about your personal growth, whether that's literally growth with, you know, learning and development, or it's just growth of your you know filling your cup growth of your energy so find some time to do that number one number two when you're not sure how to process something journal about it and you don't literally need to go out and buy a nice like leather bound journal and a a fountain pen and an inkwell you can just jot it down anywhere like in your phone notes you can just scribble it down on a piece of paper on a post-it note just you know something around how you felt and what it was because you know leah you'd mentioned you know which was an amazing comment that we need to be able to pinpoint those things and those triggers and if we don't have record of that it's easy to forget and then you know days get busy life gets busy so take some time to journal that stuff so that's another key takeaway and some stuff that we can do for homework and then i think and then schedule you touched on sleep and this is a big belief of mine that the the number one thing that's got me through this year has been schedule going to bed at the same time getting up the same time it's loose in between that but that's been my schedule and my you know my first two hours of my day are for me 
nothing else gets in the way of that five to seven in the morning is my time to do my thing and i you know i've built that in on purpose because that's when my family are asleep um and i'm also don't like being doing stuff in the evening because that's it's hard for me to wind down so i have to switch off so there's three things work on your schedule journal when you're in those emotions and you need to to keep track of stuff and be able to process their stuff when you're not sure how to journal because it will be the first step find some me time that was my homework assignment for everybody and then i'm going to hand it over to leah to to finish up with her her passing thoughts on the first episode <laughs> of this series um i am going to say that for those of you who are new to journaling or for those of you who find that you're on an empty page and nothing's coming out get, just write give yourself five minutes and just write and don't stop writing until you put that alarm on your phone and you'll be surprised what comes out so i challenge you put an alarm on your phone and just encourage yourself to write and it doesn't matter what comes out it can be gibberish it can be how you're feeling and start it with like what you had for coffee what you had in your coffee or what you had for breakfast um and that can help you with that homework that gareth gave you um the the last piece of homework that I would encourage you to have is I definitely encourage you to either share with someone how you're feeling. So if you acknowledge an emotion, turn to someone you trust, call them up, um, you know, or if they're in your, if they live in the same household as you and you trust them and you have that relationship, talk to them and be like, you know what, I'm really feeling blank and see what comes out of it and see how you feel after you be mesmerized with what emo how that emotion might change by the time that conversation ends. And on the flip side, if you feel like you need to protect your energy right now with the times that we're in, it's completely okay and polite to say, do you mind if we chat about this later? Or do you mind if we talk later? I've just had a rough day. And that is okay. And that is completely fine. It's a very polite way to say it. So if you're worried about hurting someone's feelings, it's something that goes a long way. And remember, you're doing it to help fill your own cup. Um, I'm really excited that we did this first episode of uh, Ownership equals, equals Leadership. I hope that owning your emotions becomes a journey that for you that is um, simpler and allows you to at least know how to navigate through your emotions so that you can be a good leader. Um, and I look forward to next week's episode when we dive a little bit deeper on another aspect of what you can own in your life or um, an attribute that you can do that will equal better leadership. Yeah, for sure. I love that. It's a good, a good ending. All right. So that's it for the first the first part as we just heard we'll be back uh, next saturday depending on when you're listening to this but this will be part one part two will be coming next week so keep uh, keep your eyes peeled for that please send us any uh, any feedback you can send uh, you can send a dm uh, via social media or you can send it to info at weas.ca and uh, i'll pick it up and we'd love to hear or send a leah some as well through social media anything that you think that you'd like to know a little bit more about because honestly these shows are even more impactful when it's uh, you know listener generated so if you have something you think would be a great topic uh, in the realm of ownership and leadership we'd love to hear about it so send it our way uh, and that's about it. I'll uh, wrap up the show by saying be the best possible version of yourself you can be and keep making a difference. <laughs>